This is the Church Collective Podcast, episode number 19. There are some really, really cool things going on on the site. Go over to thechurchcollective.com. I was getting ready to um, put together a list of everything that that we're doing and talk about it, but there's just so many good things. All I can say is you've got to go over to thechurchcollective.com and check it out. I'm super, super excited for you to hear this interview. This is half of our interview with uh, Citizens. They talked about their their new Christmas album. We have a review of the album, and we have a portion of that interview on our site, Uh, but we wanted you to be able to hear their voices as they talk about their heart for the local church and um, just their desire to have this great Christmas music be out there and be a blessing to so many worship leaders. So here we go with the Church Collective Podcast, episode number 19. how easy our hearts could just throw ourselves into um, making this about us and making this into building our own little kingdom and honestly I think the thing that keeps us humble is one that we're just just collectively really committed to the U District Church and so you know like um, we have a lot of things that remind us of that like Adam being a CG leader I mean he's getting texts and calls and different things like that of people you know, um, that he's leading in that group that are constantly reminding him, like, all right, these are the people that God's called our family to love and serve. And um, and so I think that's a huge part. I think the other thing is, like, we just have to really be, we just have to be, um, not to sound cliche at all, I mean, it's just truth, but just men of integrity, and we need to be in the Word, and we need to be leading our families well. And I trust the guys in the band. That, that they're doing that and um, you know it's it's great to go play things like R12 was awesome that that really show or that the, the Marshall Music Party was a blast and all those things are a ton of fun and it's great to be able to go I love being able to go to other parts of the country and sing those songs with people that are part of a lot of different churches it's just a reminder of us as, as one church coming together pro- proclaiming the same Jesus as Lord and having a party like I love doing that stuff um, but at the end of the day, like, it's it's just not the mission of the band to try and make it into something more. Um, and so I think, honestly, a lot of times we've got a great dude, and um, Adam mentioned him earlier, but John Jonathan Dunn, who kind of oversees a lot of the ins and outs of martial music. And he doesn't even tell us a whole lot of things, so um, <laughs> so that probably keeps us humble too, because we don't really know a whole lot. So um, <laughs> you know, it's it's just we have to be accountable. We have to, you know, there's definitely weeks where it's like, hey, you know, we really sucked and we led our church really poorly because it's it's really clear that we we placed a greater emphasis on music than on just pointing them to Jesus and leading them to worship of Him. And so I think those things even happen on a Sunday here. Um, and we're human, and we're going to sin in that way and be tempted in those ways. And we've just really committed to one another that we want to walk these things in the light and and um, and just submit ourselves to to our our true calling, our original calling, and that's to to Jesus' church. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. I, I, yeah, and I would say like kind of what Zach was saying about community groups and stuff like that. I think just, like, being plugged into a church body that's, like, really trying to practice 
repentance of sin and walking in the light, like he was just saying, it, it, it just like naturally, in reading the word, obviously, as well, just you're, you're constantly walking through like, I need to change, I need to become more like Jesus, and that kind of permeates through your whole life, whether it's a band thing or a teaching thing or, or whatever. So just being in community with the guys in the band um, or just the people that we're plugged in with at our church kind of naturally keeps you humble because it has to, and the Bible keeps keeps us humble and um, just allows you to kind of take an approach of, at the end of the day, none of us are trying to, like, do, be a sell millions of records or whatever, like Zach was saying. It's more, right. I think with, with all the band guys, like, an approach of, like, how do we get out of the way more than anything and just kind of let the, let people connect with God um, and worship Him and we're just kind of providing music in the same way a guy would with a sermon. It's how that's more about getting out of the way and letting the people hear from God. Um, but that's kind of how we approach band stuff. Yeah. Another thing that's kind of awesome is that most of our church doesn't realize that like citizens exist outside of the districts. <laughs> so uh, that kind of helps too when they're not coming up to you and asking you absurd questions. So, um, you know, they don't even realize it. So we'll like barely sell any of our citizen CDs at the U district because they're like, they don't realize that it's, I don't know, it's just Seattle and they're just funny that way. So, um, you know, at our church, it's, it's, so it's kind of nice that, you know, so it's funny when I hear stories of like, yeah, we were back home this summer in North Dakota and I went into an antique store. And I heard Made Alive playing in the store. And I'm like, that's awesome. Uh, and that it was played in an antique store in North Dakota. Uh, but, too, it's like, yeah, it exists outside of just our local church. And it's an awesome opportunity to tell them, like, hey, you're a part of that. So that's been really, really cool. It kind of, you're not confronted with a lot of the, I don't know, the perceived fame that maybe people may see from the outside. But it's just kind of, we're just a bunch of dudes who love Jesus and love our church and they know that and we tell them that all the time. So. Not, not really trying to like turn your congregants into like fans or anything? No, no, and they and they wouldn't do it. They wouldn't do it if we tried. So. Yeah, well that's that's good. Um, and that's cool that people are hearing that song in North Dakota. <laughs> that's like the last place it would... They need it, man. It would reach. <laughs> they need it. Yeah, for sure. And that's Everything cool. I've read on Wikipedia, they need it. So. <laughs> Why did you feel the desire or the need or um, the leading to do a Christmas album? Yeah, um, you know, I think there's a couple reasons behind it. I mean, the main one is I always, I know the band, we've, every year we're writing Christmas, not writing, but we're play, writing arrangements, if you will, to older Christmas carols and hymns and so um, it was a really fun idea when John Dunn and Brian Uckelberger, who oversees, he produces all the Marcel bands, um, that any of them that you've heard um, in the past two years um, that's put out a EP or a full-length, Brian has produced it. Um, and um, I think the biggest thing for me that was exciting about it, and I'm still excited about it, is just the fact that you know a few years ago I remember sitting in the car and I was just – and maybe everyone's thought of this before, but for some reason, maybe it just took me a while to 
to come to this conclusion. But I remember sitting in the car listening to, I think it was Oh Holy Night on the radio station, and it was definitely somebody that I don't think is a Christian singing it. And I was just thinking, man, this is crazy. Like, they're singing about Jesus, and that's crazy, one. Um, but two, it's like there are people that are listening to this that don't know Jesus that are hearing, um, at the very least, the name of Jesus proclaimed. And obviously, Oh Holy Night's a slightly different song. It's obviously written, not necessarily, it was written for different purposes, but it's just an example of the name of Jesus being proclaimed. And so I, I see like a song like Joy of the World that speaks of the coming of Christ and the coming of, of Jesus leaving his throne and entering into humanity. It's like, why not? Like, why not arrange those songs in a different way? And I kind of mentioned that about Nothing But the Blood earlier, but Joy of the World is another example. Like, I've never clapped while singing Joy to the World. So it's like, I hope that lots and lots and lots of people will hear these Christmas songs and something about them will grab them in in a different way than what they've ever heard them. And it it will cause them to think more about just what is actually being sung there. Um, And so I'm excited about that as a possibility and just seeing what what God could, will will do through all that. And so... um, that's honestly the biggest thing. I think making a Christmas record is probably the biggest evangelistic opportunity that we have. I mean, writing the full length is really clearly a worship album. A Christmas album, it, it's to us, it's a worship album. You know, it's Christians, yeah. but yeah. Uh, other people from the outside, it's it's just it's just a Christmas album. And so hopefully they listen to it and, and hear that it's it's so much more than that. It's um, the telling of the the greatest news on earth. Yeah. We actually did some Christmas music yesterday. Um, in our college group, just because we only have a couple meetings left before everybody goes away for at the end of uh, this uh, quarter here, but um, and we actually did we did Joy to the World just based off of the video that you guys put up on. on <laughs> That's Facebook. awesome. I was like, the real version is probably going to sound a little bit different, but <laughs> we got, we got the bass for our band was like, I figured out the baseline, I figured it out. He was like, so excited. <laughs> so Dude, so we did amazing. that, but I you know it's the same thing. I took the opportunity in the beginning to be like, I know we're singing. Christmas songs today, but as believers, you know, these are worship songs for us, too. It's not just like, oh, we're going to sing Christmas songs. That's fun. It's, you know, yeah. like we're still worshiping just like every other week. And so it's, it's good to hear you guys say that, too. You know, it's as like you said, as believers, it's not just Christmas music, but it's worship music. And What we hope, I, I hope that worship leaders, I mean, worship, what, I mean, I don't know how many worship leaders there are in the U.S., let's just say, but of the thousands that there are, I mean, they have captive audiences every single week. And especially in the Christmas season, there's a lot of people that don't know Jesus. And um, hopefully these songs, again, like the way that they're arranged are helpful, one, to maybe just um, uh, revitalize maybe some old Christmas hymns and songs that they've been singing the same way every year, and they're kind of over it. And it's like, oh, I love Christmas songs, except for the ones that are about Jesus, because... We don't sing them very well at our church, you know, like, uh, you know, and it's hopefully like they're, it's, it's helpful in that way. I mean, I think it's really awesome when like you guys haven't even heard all joy to the world and you kind of just did your own take on it. Like, I think that's awesome. Great. And you guys coming together and just kind of putting your own identity, um, as a band on that. And so, um, yeah, I really hope that it's, it's just songs that bands can learn really easily and, their churches are just super stoked to to be excited about having a par- throwing a party like Jesus 
we know the story. We know it's. We know how it ends. Like it, nothing's yeah. new. Like we're not concealing anything, and it's a big reveal. But at the same time, like for some people, it is a big deal because they've never heard that before. You know, like yeah. they've never heard the story presented in this way, and they're not thinking about. Okay, um, I believe that there was this man named Jesus, but they don't think about Jesus being God, the creator of the universe at the beginning, just being a part of Genesis one when it's let us make man in our image. You know, they don't, they don't, they're not thinking about it in that way because they haven't sat through sermons, they haven't sat through church, they haven't sat through conversations and teaching that have given them that. So it's like here's a song that clearly tells you about Jesus entering into the world and then as a man, as a man going to the cross and dying for our sins. Um, yeah. I think that that's an incredible thing that kind of going back to what we talked about earlier, they could listen to that song over and over, and I strongly believe something about. The 300th time to listen to that song, it's just like, oh, whoa! I've never thought about that lyric in that way. Yeah, so I'm I'm stoked that people even within the church will be, um, will hopefully, um, I don't know, just that it will benefit the local church in that way. So mm-hmm. I don't know if you got anything. Uh, to add yeah, that. I would just say too, like, I I just hope it um, kind of goes out and obviously is like a cool resource for other churches if they want to like learn. The parts and learn the stuff and do it in their own churches and everything like that. That's awesome. But two, I would just say it'd be totally killer if like it just kind of opened people's minds a little bit more. Worship leaders specifically to um, the thought of just arranging their own versions of songs that have been around for a long time. You know, and like thinking outside of the box of you know what can best benefit um, or point point my people to Jesus mm-hmm. um, and just like understanding their congregation and yeah what would move parts in that way um and just creating their own stuff yeah so awesome. i i don't think any of us by any means think that we have like the best version of georgia world <laughs> or whatever i think it's just like that was a cool take on it i hope there's like 50 more next yeah. year that'd be sweet so, yeah no it's definitely yeah it's a really cool take our uh, and i'm really glad that you um with all the resources that you guys are doing even just as we were waiting uh, just a little while ago to get connected with you guys. I saw, you know, Marcel Music Facebook page posted the resources tab, so I grabbed the folder. Our uh, the guy who's actually our main worship pastor here at Grace Church in San Luis Obispo is an older guy. Uh, I think he's, I don't know, he's got to be in his 60s or maybe maybe more. But uh, he's he's not exactly, you know, he he's he's trying and and keeping up and he's doing a good job. But he was actually in the room when we were rehearsing before the first service um, on Sunday and we were practicing Joy to the World and so he grabbed me later. He said, hey, what was that version of Joy to the World that you guys were doing? I really I really liked that and I'm like, well, I have the, you know, I'll get the song, you know, it comes out tomorrow, I'll get it and, and share it with you. And um, But it, the, he likes to use the, we have a lot of um, string players and horn players and stuff just in the congregation so they do an orchestra every once in a while. Yeah, so I'm listening to the the album, listening to you know "Hark the Herald Angels Sing" with yeah. the the horn, the horn <laughs> the section, horn, yeah. and I'm just picturing like we should do this in church. I gotta send this to Al, and like, and so I grabbed the yeah. research, um, file, you know, and it's got all the the horn parts in there, and I'm like, oh, this is this is perfect, you know. So I'm gonna email that to him probably tonight and be like, here it is. Do some of these songs in the Christmas service. It's gonna be awesome. But, I know, um, man. Yeah, so it, it's cool to you know it was cool to see him come in and kind of stop and like this is a cool version of 
of Joy of the World. You know, I'd like to try this in the in the main service. So, and you guys spoke about this a little bit earlier, but the last question I had was, um, do you guys have anything in the works for a next Citizens full length? Which you know, you said you guys have been writing, um, and you know, maybe this, maybe next year or the year after. Um, what what's the I guess sort of a deeper question would be what what's that process been like? I guess post the first full length, mm -hmm. and um, how do you guys get together and work on that stuff? Yeah, I mean, we uh, coming out of that first full length. I mean, it was really exciting to see all the songs that came out of it, but it's a lot of new new songs, and so it's interesting. Even like there's songs that um, I hear of other churches playing off the full length that we've never played at the U District, which is kind of <laughs> funny, you know, like. Um, like literally not once. Not one time. And so it's cool to see like how different congregations are responding to different songs. And so it's been nice to kind of let it breathe a little bit. And um, as we've been writing more, um, I think we're just kind of seeing the songs that were really that people really gravitated toward a little bit more. And um, not in the sense of uh, as a pop band and that we want to just write a bunch of songs that sound like that one hit. You know, that's not what we're trying to do. Right. We want to um, just take all those things into consideration. And so we've been working on writing different ideas and, and different things like that. The Christmas EP was a perfect example of that just this past summer, just kind of getting together. And, you know, it's it's always crazy to me. Like, for instance, that little riff that's on the beginning of Joy of the World, we had the song as, like, I don't even remember. It was, it was very different. And then the bass player started playing that riff, and I was like, dude, we're using that riff, and we're going to yeah. make it. And then it was like, all right, Nate, on keys. I was like, we need to come up with, like, a kind of cheesy riff for, you know, the ding, 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 ding. You know, like, we need those, we need that. Like, this needs to have this nostalgic vibe. And so it's fun, like, when the band comes together and we write, um, especially when we get to arrange songs. And so writing, writing songs... Uh, original songs is a little different because normally that's just me and a lot of times Brian Eichelberger, the producer, writing a lot of the lyrics to those songs and then the band coming in together and us trying to craft them and work together. So we'll be doing that a lot over the next few months and hopefully we'll have some songs to share with everybody. One of the big things too is as, as a church that we're trying to shift toward is um, we really want to resource churches really well. Um, we realized that last year we kind of we're a little bit of sensory overload with just how many songs we released as a church. And so we want to be wise in that too. And, um, not just overkill, but actually like, um, show what it looks like for us to support one another, each band. So on this, the next albums that will come out, you'll hear different Marcel bands covering other Marcel band songs. And, um, which I think will be really helpful for other churches because they may hear a song by Kings and be like, man, that song's awesome, but we can never play it, and I can't even wrap my head around how we would do it. And then maybe another band, like Dustin Kinsrew, puts out a song, uh, puts out an arrangement of that song, and it's like, wow, okay, this like simplified that, and now we can totally do that song or something. So yeah. I think that's kind of what you're going to see a little bit more of. Like Our heart is really for the local church, and we don't want to get away from that even in like us writing songs. It's great to put out an album of all originals, but at the end of the day, like... Um, I don't know. That's there's enough years ahead of us for us to write more songs and, and and do stuff that we can just focus on just resourcing churches really really well right now. So. Yeah, yeah, and like I said, I do appreciate you know just all the access to chord charts and everything, and you know to just 
you know, if I need a chord chart going on martel.com, popping over the music page and grabbing chord charts and sending them to my musicians, and um, that's just been a super huge help as being able to go and get the, you know, from the band who wrote the song, you know, go and grab their chord charts and. That's cool. I know I haven't asked much, but I just I've got to do that. How do you guys maintain your your gorgeous beards? <laughs> you look like you've got one going on there I too, man. It just I, it goes wild though. Like I have trouble with one side going out, out all crazy, and you guys are just like perfectly formed and just no, like, uh, everybody's no. got a secret. <laughs> you and I have the same problem then because my wife, my wife likes. She's always like, you got to do something with that beard. Like it just. I'll wake up in the morning and it's like, right, yeah. like I got just like my mouth exploded or something and I've okay. just got hair. One way. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. What do you do? Your beard yeah. is usually pretty well groomed. I, Man, I, I for a long time had an actual barber. Like, Dude, there you go. Down, there you like, go. Just put it in the hands of professionals and All right. put them up. Fair enough. <laughs> I don't know. I just, yeah, my sides go crazy too. Dude, right. beard. I feel better beard. about myself then. <laughs> So I guess find a barber, Ryan. All right. Get that. We'll do that. Yeah, yeah. Get that under find control. A there you go. Very cool. Thanks for allowing us to asking great questions. It's it's great like to just be able to talk about what God is doing here at the church and sure. I think a lot of churches just have the same desire that we do and um I think I think in the next ten years you'll see a lot more, especially in the Christian I hope that in our lifetime the Christian oh I'll just say it. I hope that in our lifetime, the Christian music industry is just over, you know, and that the only genre that's left, that's any any that's left of this would be the worship music genre, which is a has a very specific purpose. It's for the church, sure. and I think, uh, you know, beyond that, it's like hopefully people just start writing and, and writing in a way. It's like I love Jesus. That's what I want to write about, and I write awesome music, and right. it's going to be just as good as any any pop song out there or something like that. So. Appreciate you guys asking those questions because I know that you guys are, you guys care about those things just as much as we do, and it's encouraging to see. That's it for this episode. Next week, we'll have the other half of our interview with citizens. Be sure to subscribe to us, like us, uh, leave a comment, leave a review over on iTunes. Head over to thechurchcollective.com and connect with us. Uh, we want to plug you into this community and uh, can't wait to get in touch with you.